0: This... This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report.
1: Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. I mean, that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, city league. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On
0: ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM
1: Good morning, Savannah and the Lowcountry, and welcome to hour number two of the Carl Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSAG. I'm Carl Demasi, we're in hour number two, or game number two as I like to call it, of the Carl Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused right here on ESPN Radio. And we got a lot of stories going on in the first hour. We talked about the top stories in the local prep sports. Uh, We got into the bowl games. We got to talk a a little more about the top stories in local sports but you know one of the local stories that has gone on here for the past year is the Bacon Park Golf Course. It's it's a fixture here in Savannah, Georgia. I know we got Southbridge and we got the uh, the golf course over there at Hudson Island, and we got the golf course at Wilmington Island, uh, the club, and you know the Savannah Golf Club, one of the oldest golf club courses here in Savannah, Georgia. But Bacon Park is Savannah. It's a course that everybody can get out there and play and enjoy it. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm not an avid golfer. I said I was an avid golfer. I'm not really an avid golfer. I get out there once or twice a year. And where do I go? Bacon Park. And to me, coming from a place where you waited 3, 4 or 5 hours just to get on public golf courses where I could walk out there and play right away and not play what I consider not a bad golf course is something special when I get out there and play played bacon park but you know as all the local says it needs a lot of upkeep it needs to be you know maintained better and uh you know this man's a big part of savannah georgia he grew up here has a lot invested in here we know him because he's he's got a you know a well-established car dealership but i think it's more than that i think he wants to give back to a community where he grew up and he's joining us now on the espn savannah am 1400 104.3 fm hotline is the man that's Taking over the reins at Bacon Park, and that's O.C. Welch. Good morning, O.C. Welch. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, O.C. I'm I'm a local guy talking about local sports, and I'm talking about a fixture that means a lot to people around here, and that's the Bacon Golf Course. And it, there's no better way than to talk to local guys who grew up here and played on that course. Why, why do you want? Why did you want to get so much? Why did you want to get involved in, uh, you know, refurbishing that Bacon Golf Course?
2: Well, just about anybody that ever played golf in Savannah played at Bacon Park. That was um, that was really the only choice we had. But not you know not everybody could afford to be a member of a country club, and um, you know and that's just where it all happened. I mean that was Donald Ross Course. It was built 1925. It opened in 1926. And the best players that ever played golf in Savannah. That's where they won the tournaments. That's where all the you know city tournaments were. and Chatham County Open. Anything that meant anything happened right at Bacon Park. All the big gambling games were there. All the junior golf was there. I mean, you had everybody from the Goat Hill Gang to over Manly out there. I mean, it was just everybody was out there. Well, I mean, it it's got some- that's, That was, uh, you know, um, kids... Uh, you know, got street smart out there, you know, we, we saw a lot of stuff go on. You know, it was a public golf course, so you saw all walks of life there. You know, you saw rich people, you saw poor people, you saw everybody in between. You know, we saw actually hobos that used to sleep out there. We saw hobos that used to caddy out there. Um, there's a fixture in Savannah. He's no longer allowed. A Guy, guy's name was Arthur. Anybody that's listening on this call knows who I'm talking about. He made shrimp nets out there while he caddied for people. He's the caddy for uh, for Mister Bill Godfrey. Um, just everybody, man. There's so many people that came came up out there. It's just unbelievable that went on to do real well in golf. Uh, it's all around Savannah, and it's all outside of Savannah. I mean, Toby Brown grew up out there. Randy Jacobson grew up there. Mike Cohen, the legendary Mike Cohen, grew up out there. Mike Morris, Jim Pennard Bruce Smith. Jimmy Brotherton Chip Chambers Woody Chambers Tommy Ryle T. Ryle Sr. Rock Ryle I mean it's just name goes on and on and on Bubba Tilton you know Joe Kidd you can just you know Blake Carlisle Tom Carlisle (laughs) and and I could just name off you know a thousand people that you know had influence out there Donald Consos I mean just on and on and on just names Uh, we all grew up under the care of Tommy Ryle and Shorty Cooper and um you know can you recreate the past i don't think so can you preserve it i believe you can and can you can you get young people back out there i believe you can
1: well, it seems like uh this course has meant a lot to OC welch and you got you know more about the history of that course than I do and uh now wh- what are your plans with the course you know there's a big talk about going back to the original Donald Ross 18 holes or not you know not keeping it to 27 what are, what are your plans for the course there OC Well actually uh
2: you know in 19 um 78 is when it was first molested and they changed the last six holes of uh the Donald Ross design, and then they um, built those uh, middle holes, Cypress, and uh, those holes were never designed, uh, you know, by Donald Ross. That was never meant to be uh, anything but a swamp. So, um, you know, our plans are to uh, actually uh, renovate, completely restore the original, you know, Donald Ross holes, and take the last six that they change back in 78 and put those back exactly like they were. We have all the sketches hand signed by Donald Ross and uh, we will be putting those. We're working with uh, Dan Maples out of Pinehurst and uh, his, uh, his grandfather actually is the one that built that golf course in 1926. So um, it was a weird thing. He just showed up at my dealership about uh, two months ago Wanted to sell a couple cars, and we started talking. He told me who he was, and you know, he was on his way to Florida. And uh, just one thing led to another. And uh, if you pull him up on the internet, his name is Dan Maples, Pioneers, North Carolina. Grandfather actually built him. and um, he was a lead construction manager for Donald Ross. So that, that in itself was pretty cool. But, um, Just going to redo the whole golf course. Something, um, it's never had competitive grass on it. It's never had, um, you know, champion greens or celebration fairways or zoasia, you know, tee boxes or roughs. It's always had common Bermuda and weeds. And, uh, you know, we're going to change that. So we're going to make it um, just as competitive uh, turf wise as Savannah Golf Club or Wilmington Island Club or any other club for that matter. So it's going to be. You know, just a complete makeover. We're going to plant over 1,200 trees out there. There's um, not been a tree planted out there since Randy Jacobson left there uh, back 25 years ago. And, um, you know, there's a lot of oak trees that were, you know, either struck by lightning or just died, and we're going to replace those uh, on on the keyholes where they were part of the hole. So um, just uh, lots of different things we have on the agenda. You know, we're going to have... Excuse me, we're going to have, you know, like uh, family nights out there on Friday night where um, kids can come out there, light up the range, you know, play some music for them, um, cook hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza, you know, and have, have the whole family out there. Going to have some crazy deals, too, you know, like let let people hit balls out there on family night for like $5, you know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. We're going to have deals for a military, you know, where they can play out there for $5 on certain days and you know just take it back to um you know when when i was a kid out there you know uh, get people back out there because the only reason they're not coming now is the condition of the course that's the only reason and um you know we we will change that that's going to be changed i mean it's a beautiful beautiful place It was a park you know always intended to be a park you know and that's what it is and it's got golf holes Inside of the park, and that's what we want to restore, you know, bring it back to what it was.
1: Well, you know, I, like I said, I'm not an avid golfer. I go out once or twice a year, and that's the only course I go to, and, you know, I enjoy playing it. I know, like you said, some of the holes need to be refurbished, and I think making the, the change in the golf course uh, caused a little of the uh, the, 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 the flooding or the, the swamp areas to be more in, in play than they should have been, but you know, as far as Savannah goes, this is their golf course, and I think you're doing a great great, great justice by doing what you got to do, and I know speaking for the guys that only play so and going out there to play there and seeing a refurbished, revamped course is something special. And I, you know, just one last question, or see, what about the bidding? Uh, did, was there was there a lot of intensity in this? Uh, well, I mean, just the bidding going. I mean, the city wanted someone to come in and bid on it. What, what was that whole process like?
2: Well, it was it was uh, more than fair. I mean, they asked for a proposal, and what they were really looking for was somebody that would take the course and improve the course. And um, in, in my bid, that's what it was about, you know, it was about improving the course. I might have went a little overboard with, um, you know, what I wanted to improve, but I wanted to make it real clear, you know, that we're going to be spending about $9 million at Bacon Park, and um, that will be with capital improvements, and that will be with, with maintenance. that has never, never, they've never seen the kind of maintenance plan we're going to have out there. I mean, if you plant new grass and you don't maintain it, you know, you'll lose it as well. But it, it was more than fair, and um, in, in, um, I had a couple campaigns going, you know, to save the muni because I felt like if, um, you know, the wrong person got it, you know, uh, that it would probably close, and um, that would be a major tragedy in Savannah, Georgia, to lose that golf course. And I just could not imagine, you know, that happening. And for me personally, it was a once-in-a-lifetime chance uh, to really do something great for the community. Um, I tried to get this golf course 20 years ago, and it didn't work out. And I didn't want to, you know, jeopardize losing it again. Um, I'll never own the place, and that's okay. But will I, what I will own is a piece of history. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh Making a big difference out there and, you know, seeing a lot of old friends come back out and play and, you know, having a city tournament out there that people will be more than glad to play in and, you know, not blaming on the weather, not blaming on the course conditions, but, you know, uh, you know, get it back like it was. We used to have 250, 300 people play in the city tournament, you know, and, um, all the great golfers in Savannah, that's where they played. So we're looking at having um, a statue out there to honor Tommy Ryle and uh, Shorty Cooper. And then we want to have a you know, a memorial wall there for the legends of the Muni. So uh, we're gonna do it right. We're definitely gonna do it right. Uh, we actually have <clears throat> the plans that Donald Ross had to build um, two other golf courses that were never built and there's a small possibility that uh, nine of those holes can be built. You know, uh, they're woods right now, but it's um, a possibility that we might build those nine holes that uh, never got built back in 1925.
1: <laughs> Well, OC, all I could say is from a from a golfer that gets out there, and that's the only place I play. I really appreciate you taking us on, and I know it means a lot more to, to you than it does to somebody that just has been here for 20 years. But uh, once again, I congratulate you on taking this over, and I know it's one of your one of your uh, goals. And uh, once again, Savannah appreciates all you do for Savannah, whether it's the golf course, fighting crime, and uh, keeping the great work. And I uh, I look forward to uh, getting on that golf course and uh, saying I know the guy that put it back to where it was once was.
2: That's what it's all about, my friend, and I'm really looking forward to uh, planting the first tree out there. You know, we're going to plant over 1,200 trees and probably close to 2,000 azaleas. So it will be a beautiful golf course uh, once we uh, reside it and get everything in place. So looking forward to having everybody come out there and play Bacon Park. I mean, it's, uh, it's a definitely a historical um, destination and, you know, a lot of People that play golf in Hilton Head and surrounding areas, you know, they're familiar with, uh, Pinehurst up in North Carolina and a lot of them don't even know we have a Donald Ross course in Savannah, Georgia. But, um, it'll be, it'll be a good thing. It'll be great. And, uh, luckily for me, uh, you know, I played it so much when I worked there. I know every, you know, uh, um, way golf course used to be and how it, you know, uh, um, has changed, So all we have to do is change it back and, you know, put everything in place. And uh, it, it, it's not going to be easy, but it's possible. It'll, it'll happen. So um, a lot of people don't even know um, if you've been playing that golf course since the 80s, you don't even know what it was like in the 70s. So, um, you know, it'll be new to a lot of people to, to play those front nine and back nine instead of um, a mixed bag of holes out there. It'll be, you know, it'll be a wonderful thing.
1: Well, OC, I I appreciate you taking the time. I'm up against a break here. Once again, uh, look forward to to talking to you more about this, and uh, thanks for taking the uh, time and uh, to come on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, just remember from uh, dawn till dark, we'll be at the park. See you later. You got it. OC Welch taking over the management of the Bacon Golf. Uh, course here in savannah georgia and i'm just telling you right now i didn't know he knew so much about that golf course i know he's from savannah i know he's he loves savannah he's a savannah guy but uh i just learned a lot about bacon park and i'm glad he came on to tell us about it. his plans sound really really intriguing and i hope i hope it comes through well next up we got to go a little to another big story that happened here in savannah georgia this year savannah state football one coach resigning one coach coming on right before the season started and i think he's got what it takes to change this program around and that's the head coach of the tigers ernest wilson up next you're listening to the call of the Masters sports report brought to you by optimal Remember, they got 26 of the best and finest trained surgeons in the area. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRIs, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy, one convenient location. Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 Eastern End Avenue right here in Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optimhealth.com. We'll be right back with some Tiger Football.
0: And now back to the Carl Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics, on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head AM fourteen hundred and FM one hundred four point three. And I'm Carl Demasi, and
1: I'm glad you. You can join me for the Call of Demasi Sports Report every Saturday morning from 9 until 11 right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. And don't forget, it's all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And you know what? We've had a lot of good stories this year uh, pertaining to sports. We just got off with O.C. Welch, who's taking on uh, the management of the Bacon golf course with a lot of great plans. I'm excited about it. But, you know, another big story is I got to say, it it's the coaching carousel that goes on at Savannah State, but I think we might have found a man that really has his heart in setting this program straight. He did a great job in his first year on such a short notice. He's out there recruiting local players, which, I got to be honest with you, being a local high school football coach, in this area not hearing much from savannah state football coaches really surprised me but i think this next guest has his eye on the tiger and he wants to get more local kids with that same eye for the tiger and he's doing a great job right now he's trying to change that program around and i think he's he's going to do it and he's joining us now on the espn radio am 1400 104.3 fm hotline is the head coach of the Santa State Tigers, and that's Ernest Wilson. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Carl. How you Yo, doing? A, I'm doing great. It's a Saturday morning. I'm talking local sports, and you know what? This is a local team. It's our only local. Football team college football team. Yeah, I know we can go up the road and we got Georgia Southern and you know They made a big splash in division one double a and they got a new coach coming on the other coach went to army But I do want to talk about Savannah State and what you been doing over there with the Tigers I mean you came in at the last minute you had to put something a product on the field Which wasn't a bad product tell me how's the ride been so far since you got there at the uh on that campus of Savannah State?
3: You know it was a lot better than I thought Uh, you know coming in I know that for a football program and you, you're a coach, I didn't expect. I mean, I expected some things to be already done, like a uh, all-season strength program, which we did not have. Uh, there really was no leadership going on at all. So, you know, I had to jump right in and really get ready for a season. I came in, you know, officially, you know, the uh, – the uh, press conference was on June 7th, but really didn't get to work till like, June 21st or so. And from there, we had to wait for my coaches to come in July 23rd, and then the players came in on July 30th. So, uh, you know, so we went through the football season, but we were able to get some uh, recruiting done. Uh, we went to games each week, like you so said. We want to be local recruiters. Uh, there's some great talent out there in the Savannah area. Uh, but, and so, you know, we went and attacked it. We're doing very well in recruiting. Also, we had some other money that we had left over uh, so we could bring in some, uh, you know, junior college and also four-year recruits. Uh, so we're doing very well right now.
1: I mean, I'm excited that, you know, that you got the local college recruits in. I mean, you got the kid from South Birmingham, Tyler Hagans, You got three from Memorial Day School, Latson, um, Wright, and uh, Green. I mean, you got, you know... Uh, uh, Campbell from Bible Baptist. I mean, you got some kids really excited about the program. Uh, when, when you went to talk to these young men, what was their reaction when you, when you, when you told them Savannah State wants you to play for them? I, I mean, was it they wanted to play? They didn't want to play? What was their reaction when you came in and said, hey, I want you to be part of this Tiger, tiger football program?
3: Uh, one thing that I can't do well is, uh, and I, I will talk a little bit about it. But uh, NCAA says that we can't officially announce who we have. We can we right. say that we are recruiting them, but uh, most of the kids have been very receptive. And I, I built what I'm building is I'm trying to build a dream. I want to, you know, when I was here, uh, I coached at Alabama A&M back in the early '90s, and I came out. And we played Savannah State and it was like a scary place because we didn't know how all these player, all these uh, fans were going to come out to the game. And it was wall to wall people, wall to wall fans. And it was a really intimidating atmosphere and I remember that. And, uh, you know, we did upset them that time. They were number three ranked in the nation, and we beat them 10 to 8. And uh, that's sticking my mind. But the thing was, was that, you know, just the support. And I told the guys, that's what I want. I want the fans to stay here. You know, once you land on that airplane, uh, you know, out in Hilton Head or Savannah Airport, uh, I want them to come straight here. I don't want them to go over there to the other school. I'll call it the other school. Uh, you know, and think that they're getting a great product because the great product is going to be right here and it's going to be built with them. and It's going to be built with Savannah Pride. When you go through Savannah, you hear the pride. So that's what I want the coaches, the high school coaches to know. We are here. We are like, you know, I think I heard you have a speech and ESPN coach, uh, ESPN announcer, talked about we're the only Division One team in this area. And we gotta understand that. And just like the other school beat Florida, we want to be able to beat that. We want to be able to beat some Division One uh, BCS schools too. And I think we're capable of doing. It. So you know, I have some dreams, and I shared those dreams with those guys, and they've been very receptive, about it.
1: I, you know, I know from being here since 1995, that the homecoming weekend is mass chaos over there, people getting ready for the game, I, I mean, I can envision this place being like that every game, but, you know, we just got to get there in the right direction, and, and, you know, like you said, Coach, you got a lot of local talent, I'm called Amasi, you'll listen to call Amasi Sports Report, I got the head coach of Savannah State right here on the ESPN Hotline, Ernest Wilson, and, I mean, I'm, this is what I think Savannah wants, is that it's going to be a team that people you got a beautiful facility i mean it's one of the best in the area i mean they refurbished that place it has it, it, got the best turf in the area it's got just so much to offer it it, it really does doesn't it
3: yes it's a great facility we got a beautiful feel like you said, I've got, uh, brand new locker rooms. I'm, I'm actually adding, I should maybe say is adding TVs in there. But we're constantly building, uh, we hope to build a filled house and a weight room in the next, uh, within the next year. Hopefully, uh, weight room within the next five months. Uh, we already got one, but we want to improve it. Uh, like I said, I want to really go out there and kick butt next chair. And develop that. I think we got the players to do it. But yes, we do have facilities. We got everything you need and want in order to play in the next level. And I'm getting donations every day from, uh, flat screen TVs to $10,000 worth of computers. So we have an updated, uh, you know, uh, editing system. So it's it's an exciting time.
1: Well, I know it's a work in project, progress and, you, you know, you, you're making great strides over there. And like I said, you know, having three or five kids talk about their verbally committing to come to Savannah State is something that we haven't heard a lot about here in Savannah Georgia, especially local kids. Now, as far as uh, what goes on next year, what are the future plans? And uh, I know you're in the MEAC conference now, so we we know the Tigers will be competitive. What are you looking for in out of next year's uh, team and next year's season?
3: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, correct you on one thing. I think mean, he's paying five, but we actually have out of the 15 uh, possible scholarships that I can bring in in February, we have about uh, nine to ten local players actually committed to us now. And we're actually looking for more, uh, waiting on a couple of offensive linemen that I need. but uh, And that's exciting, like you said. We are, we'll be built uh, pretty much local. But uh, what I'm looking for for this year, uh, you know, I want these guys to take one game at a time. That's number one. I think we're still in the learning process. We're still in the learning how to win process. Uh, you know, my main thing is number one, get the academics up. Uh, I think that these, these we have great universities. People do not understand how great Savannah State education is. Uh, we got some of the top majors in the country there. And when, when you come down here and you just hear Savannah State, you don't know that, but you don't know that we got one of the top aquatic science programs in the nation. You got a top four region uh, business program in the nation. Uh, and only, uh, besides the uh, University of Georgia, only mass communications program that's certified. Certified. Uh, so that's exciting, and we got plenty of other majors that's great. But the thing is, I'm looking forward to teach them to keep winning, keep them um, improving their grades, taking one game at a time. And uh, I think in any way I come out with a winning season, but I'm always looking to try to get that me back and get a playoff bid.
1: Well, Coach, I, I know we're up against the clock here. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on this Saturday uh, morning, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Tigers with a lot of local flavor. And I'm I'm glad you're making that commitment. I think Savannah is thankful that you're making that commitment. Keep it great work. And anytime you got something to say, Coach, you want to come on the phone line or coming in, coming into the uh, studio is always open, Coach.
3: Okay, I appreciate that call, and I do have one thing. I am looking for some local retired football coaches to come out and help us uh, not only game plan but do some other things film breakdown whatnot so if there's some local high school retired coaches that looking just to do a little bit of football uh, feel free to contact me uh, I, I really want to make it, when I say I want to make it a Division One, big time program I really do and I think that will be very helpful and then I guess it's be the best time that I'll you guys about it. So, thank you, Carl.
1: I'll get the word out there, Coach. Uh, always a pleasure. Nice meeting you at the quarterback club and uh, getting to speak to you this morning. I'll keep in touch and we'll, we'll talk about football. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that's Ernest Wilson, the new head coach. Well, he's got a year under his, almost a year under his belt. Not even a full year yet. It'll be a full year in June. Uh, once again, trying to ch- change the uh, image over there and getting some local flavor. So I thought he only had five, but he's got close to nine local football players thinking about going to Savannah State. Next up, we'll talk to the columnist. No other than, the Savannah Morning News weekly columnist Stephen Elmo Weeks talking about, once again, Bacon Park, uh, and he's been covering the story uh, closely, and of course, the Georgia Bulldogs. Remember, we usually have the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week at this section, but we didn't have one this week. Remember, you can nominate him. Just go to my Facebook page, nominate the player. But remember, Dr. Bart Weatherington loves high school sports, and he's a big a big backer of the Massey Sports Report. Remember, your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time, it makes you mad, the pain drives you crazy, you just want to pick something up and throw it across the room if you can, while the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. You get complete chiropractic care, pain relief, to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Wetherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue, right here in Savannah, Georgia. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report. We'll be right back, and it's all presented to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 at 104.3 FM, WSEG <laughs>
0: And now back to the Carl Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optibot Orthopedics, on ESPN Radio Savannah, Hilton Head, AM fourteen hundred and FM one hundred four point three.
1: And I'm Carl Demasi, and you're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, and it's all brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, and what a great lean-in with no other than the Georgia Fight song, and this man now knows more about Georgia Bulldog football than I do, and he's waiting patiently to give you his input, and that's Stephen Elmo Weeks, the columnist from the Savannah Morning News, joining us on the ESPN Savannah AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline. Morning, Stephen.
4: Good morning, Carl. How are you?
1: Well, I'm feeling a lot better than you. I fought bronchitis last week. You got the sinus infection, but I'm glad I can get you on. And uh, I know you, you got a, a quick uh, couple of minutes here. So uh, let's get into the Bacon, bacon Park quick. We had O.C. Welch on. He's got a lot of big plans, knows a lot of history about this uh, golf course. What do you feel?
4: Yeah, well, you know, uh Earlier in the week, on Monday, OC Wells was awarded the management contract for Bacon Park Golf Course, and I think that the, what I'd like to tell people is this: be patient. I don't think a change is going to come, but it's going to take time. He's not a miracle worker. He's just, and he's he's restricted by the growth season and the weather, just like everybody else. But I think what we will see from OC Call is I think we'll see some some additional programming, some very aggressive marketing. Uh, some more creative event planning and things like that. And I think O.C. will make Bacon Park a part of the community again. I think he'll reach out to more uh, you know sectors of the community. I think he'll get more people involved at Bacon Park. And I think overall, over the next three to five years, I have a feeling that, that O.C. Welch is going to make a huge difference at that golf course. But it's not going to happen overnight, and it probably isn't going to happen in the first couple of years. There's a lot of problems out there, Carl. There's a lot of issues that have to be addressed. There's an irrigation issue. The greens are terrible. OC wants to take it back to 18 holes. There's a lot of planning that, that's involved there. But I have a feeling that if that if uh, if the city and the people who play golf there can be patient and let this man do what he what he wants to do, I think it's going to work out really well for Bacon Park and Savannah.
1: Well, you know, I just heard you said that there's a lot of problems out there with irrigation. You think turning that, when they turn that golf course from 18 to 27 holes, that that caused some of the problems?
4: Well, you know, the, the course was never meant to sustain, or the, the land was never meant to sustain those additional nine holes, Carl. And they the, the additional nine holes are in a place where, uh, where it floods when it rains. So... It's always going to be a problem, but hey, man, it was great to talk to you this morning, and I'm I'm glad we could talk a little bit about Bacon Park and SC Wells and the future of uh, of that golf course. I appreciate your time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump off here and let you uh, let you talk about Georgia football. Uh, get get everybody an update on what's going to happen
5: there. I
1: got you, Stephen. Hope you feel better. And once again, that's Stephen Elmo Weeks, uh, fighting a sinus infection. Uh, he took time out to step out of the, uh, office to talk to us about Bacon Park. And the man knows his sports. And I, I, I gotta give him a lot of credit, uh, for following the, uh, Bacon Park saga as it's been going on. But like I said, we're going to see a lot of big things over that golf course. And like you said, I got, I got to, I got to, Back him up on this. You got to be patient, people. It's not going to happen overnight. You, you live in Savannah, Georgia. We got to deal with the weather. We got to deal with the rain. You got to deal with the growth seasons, uh, the growth growth seasons of the the the, the uh, environment. So it's not going to happen overnight. But I got the feeling by talking to O. C. Welch today that this man has a passion for that golf course and to make it be- make it. To what it, what, what, what it was, a place where Savannah, Savannians, okay, wanted to go play golf. And I think he's going to do it. But like Stephen just said, he knows more a lot, more about this than I do about what goes on over there at Bacon Park. And like he said, I got to agree with him. You got to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think OC Welch is a man that stands behind his word. And we're going to see a lot of changes over there at Bacon Park, but it's going to take time. And you know, like I asked Stephen, it was meant to be an 18 hole golf course and they put 9 more holes on that golf course. I think the 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 structure itself could not take it. And I think that's when you play some of those holes they're always muddy and swampy because they tried putting more than what could be laid out on that golf course. So we we'll, we'll get more stevens input later on and uh, i hope he feels better and you know we talked about the georgia nebraska fo- football game with pj zuko and i know pj you're standing there by listening and uh, we went over to the georgia nebraska game and i just wanted to get stevens insight because he is probably one of the biggest georgia bulldog fans i know and you know just like you said uh, pj uh, you want to chime in here you know nebraska's coming in with a, with a backup quarterback uh you know they finished 8 and 4 they got one I think they finished 6 I I'm not sure PJ help me out here okay they 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 fin with a respectable record but you know they they've been on the ropes a lot right
5: yeah, they sure have been. They've had a lot of tight games. I mean, they had that one game where they won with a Hail Mary. Uh, they went into Happy Valley to play Penn State with a backup quarterback, won that one in overtime. So it's been a lot of close games for Nebraska. Um, I mean, they know how to play in those types of situations, obviously, with with them winning those games. and Like I said, their backups are 6-2 and two this year, but they haven't been impressive. impressive. Sure, yeah, they've won those games. But they lost two games, which they were supposed to lose, and then they won the other six games uh, against uh, lesser competition when they didn't really have to rely on the quarterbacks. They, they relied on the run game and, and their defense, the black shirts, as they call them up there, in Nebraska. I just don't think that, that you have enough talent for the Cornhuskers to be able to beat Georgia, even with Georgia having a backup quarterback
1: well like you said uh backup quarterback both teams uh martinez is out murray's out uh we're going with uh kellogg the uh, 3rd you know his father was a great basketball player wasn't he
5: <laughs> yeah yeah I've heard so, that a lot this year <laughs> watching, we're going, watching we, some nebraska games
1: Right, so we're going with a backup quarterback there. We're going with a backup quarterback for Georgia, which I think uh, is better of the two quarterbacks. But, you know, you got to understand, uh, Nebraska, though, has gotten better on there uh, defensively throughout the whole year. So, you know, Georgia's line, offensive line, if we don't run the ball with Gurley, we're going to have to step up and pass block. And I'm telling you that Nebraska defense has been really tough on opposing quarterbacks when it comes to passing the ball.
5: Yeah, they have been good. They, go, they- they have a good um pass rush there but uh i just i don't think it's enough with well when you have Todd Gurley uh, you have JJ Green also you have Douglas stepping in running the football uh, like i said before i think this is going to be a three yards on cloud of dust type of game i think there's going to be a lot of running the football down there at the Gator Bowl i think whatever defense holds up enough um and makes it might even be a running game where you see a lot of points because the defenses just aren't up to par, but I think it's one of those where you make the other team punt maybe two or three times, whatever defense that does that probably will win the football game.
1: All right, PJ. Thanks again for your input again on the Georgia-Nebraska game, uh, filling in for for Steve Stephen Weeks, Elmo Weeks, and uh, I appreciate it. And I know we got to get to commercially, here. we got we're not gonna have much time to end the show. So once again, appreciate it. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Caldwell Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optum right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG. and it's all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network.
0: And now back to the Carl Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics, on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs>
1: Carl DeMossi, the host of the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, every Saturday morning right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, 104.3 FM and AM 1400 And it's all presented to you by Optimal Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused right here in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, A show always flies by and I gotta go to my top college stories. How can I not talk about the Armstrong Atlantic State program, division, one of the top division two programs? Their volleyball team is always in the, in the, in the, division two playoffs their soccer team making a great run in the playoffs their golf team making a run in in, in, the, this, in the golf playoffs the golf uh, the ncaa division two golf uh, tournament uh, i mean what can we say about their tennis program it's just a dynasty so there's so many stories down there on abercorn street that we can talk about so you take your pick i mean it, it's just an unbelievable program and everybody knows especially in d2 about armstrong and atlantic state uh, athletics and uh Chad Jackson over there the PR director does a great job and the, the whole coaching staff and you know one big story I gotta say is Joe Roberts I mean uh, the man was a legend is a legend uh, he, he's very humble but 34 years at one program leading that Armstrong Atlantic State baseball program uh, has the most wins in Division two as far as baseball goes great job he represented us here in Savannah uh, tremendously, uh, in, in the game of baseball and D2 baseball and new f- basketball coaches this year. Uh, so it, it, a lot going on over there. Savannah State, like we talked about, the football program, Coach Wilson trying to turn it around. Coach Broadneck's taking over the, uh, the basketball program, making a big run in the MEAC and getting into the NCAA basketball tournament. So the baseball program year in, year out at Savannah State. Coach Hardy always in the NCAA, uh, baseball Uh, tournament, so uh, once again, their their track program always one of the the best track programs in the area, so Savannah State and then of course SCAD, now doing NAIA, uh, but their equestrian program, nationally known their swimming program, nationally known I think they're ranked number three right now so a lot going over there at SCAD, we have a lot a lot of good programs as far as, you want to talk about college sports here in Savannah, Georgia then of course we can go up the road and big story, Georgia Southern going to Sunbelt and then now recently coach munkin uh going army but who can blame the man he's going to a a program that is traditionally uh has so much football tradition here in the united states that people don't realize because army hasn't been a factor in the major college bowl scene but during the 40s 50s and 60s army was one of the best football programs in the nation and, you know, he's going to try and bring that tradition back. So uh, I can't blame Coach Munkin going to uh, Army. And, uh, you know, he's a military guy, did a great job at the Naval Academy with Paul Johnson. I wish him best luck. And, uh, of course, Georgia Southern, with all their programs, always making a splash. Uh, just so much excitement that goes on here in local sports that I don't find enough time in two hours to talk about. And, uh, once again, there there are open phone lines every week here. We want to hear what the fans have to say. So please. Pick up the phone next weekend and give us a call at 912-920-4441 because this is about you. I mean, this is about local sports. This is about Savannah, Georgia, and that's, you know, what i base my show on every week and the people that come on weekly pj Zuko and and steven weeks uh i mean they they just add so much to the show and the local coaches uh that come on the show and tell us about their football basketball baseball programs and i i gotta thank the lord that i'm allowed to do this every saturday morning to talk to you guys about local sports and once again i gotta thank espn coastal georgia for letting me Give my opinions on the airwaves here about local sports and national sports. And that's what it's all about. To PJ Zuko down there in the Brunswick studio. Once again, always a great job. Always uh, running the ship the right way, keeping us afloat with all the technical glitches sometimes we run into. But it's not that many. But to me and him, you know, we're always trying to do that. And he does a great job to Kevin uh, Thomas, BJ. Bennett and Matt Osborne who are on here from three to six every day doing a great job with the show three and out talking about local sports, uh, local college scene, uh, and the Charlie Comans for giving me the opportunity to come on here and talk to you about sports in general. But remember every Saturday morning from nine until 11, right here on ESPN, Savannah AM 14 at 104.3 FM. You're listening to the the Massey Sports Report, your source for Savannah area sports and until next weekend. And we'll. Whatever you may be doing, always, always hit it out in the park. And until next weekend, Happy New Year. And always, always have a great week. This is the DeMasi, the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio.
0: This has been the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM (laughs) 104.3.